，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde held his seventh and final policy presentation on Tuesday, focusing on social welfare. Lai pledged to build a just society and warm Taiwan that offers stronger protections for children, a friendlier environment for older adults, and what he calls the social safety net 2.0. 我们希望没有一个人。We don't want anyone to be an island. What we want is for every person in need to receive support. Today, I want to make a promise to the people of this country. If I become president, I will meet regularly with social welfare groups to deepen our care for the disadvantaged. With the conclusion of his policy presentation series, Lai will soon embark on a trip to meet voters. Starting November 4th, he'll travel across Taiwan to launch his official campaign headquarters. His journey will begin in Tainan, where he served as mayor for seven years. Then he's off to New Taipei, his hometown and the nation's largest constituency. In mid-December, Lai will wrap up his Taiwan tour with a final stop in Taipei. The Speaker of Lithuania's Parliament, Victoria Chimalite Nielsen, led a delegation to the Legislative Yuan on Tuesday. Legislative Speaker Yoshi Quinn presented her with a Medal of Honor for Parliamentary Diplomacy. He also thanked Lithuania for maintaining ties with Taiwan despite pressure from Beijing. Speaking at the Legislative Yuan, Chimalite Nelson noted that many EU nations were observing the Lithuania-Taiwan friendship to see what economic and investment results it yields. They will decide their next steps based on the outcome. She said, emphasizing that it was crucial that the partnership become a success. Legislative Speaker Yoshi Kun presents a Medal of Honor for Parliamentary Diplomacy to his Lithuanian counterpart Victoria Chimilita Nielsen. Since 2021, Taiwan has deepened its friendship with Lithuania, with Lithuania resisting Chinese pressure to maintain its Taiwan ties. On behalf of Taiwan, Yo conveyed his gratitude to Lithuania. In an international society where monetary interests are used as a measuring stick, Speaker Chimalite Nielsen has stood unbowed, showing a noble character and her determination to uphold the universal values of freedom and democracy. On behalf of the Legislative Yuan of the Republic of China, Taiwan, I would like to express my utmost respect to the Speaker for her unwavering resolve and her efforts to promote what is good. One could say that today cooperation between Taiwan and Lithuania is a litmus test to many countries worldwide in general and to the EU in particular. A number of other EU member states are eager to see the specific economic and investment results achieved, and it could determine further steps of other EU member states accordingly. This is why the partnership between Lithuania and Taiwan must become a success story. Together, we must show that collaboration between democracies is both right and mutually beneficial. Since the mutual establishment of representative offices, Taiwan and Lithuania have ramped up exchanges in trade, culture, and tech. 
Besides sharing democratic values, the two nations have geopolitical similarities, as both face an expanding regional hegemony. We must take action to support freedom in Ukraine and beyond. We must uphold the rule of law and human rights, and we must take responsibility for our actions or our failures to act. Taiwan and Lithuanian lawmakers stood side by side in a commemorative photo. The speaker will depart on Wednesday after a four-day tour, which marked a big step forward for Taiwan-Lithuanian ties. The government has launched an official text message platform with the number 111. To combat fraud, this SMS number will be used for all official government messages starting next year. President Tsai Ing-wen, Digital Minister Audrey Tang and top executives from telecom companies attended the launch ceremony on Tuesday. To set up this system, we spent 12 million NT in the first phase. Currently, all three or four digit codes starting with the number one are reserved for government use. When international texts appear on our cell phones, they have a prefix of plus eight or something. It's a much longer number, not as short as 111. So these three digits cannot be impersonated by scammers at home or abroad. The 111 code is already used by six government agencies, including the Ministry of Health and Welfare, the Ministry of Justice, and the Ministry of Economic Affairs. By January next year, the code will be adopted across the central government. Local governments will also be able to use the number to keep impersonating fraudsters at bay. A magnitude 6.2 earthquake struck off Hualien County Tuesday morning. The shaking was felt island-wide at a maximum intensity of three on a seven-tier scale. Seismologists say that in Taipei area, the seismic waves were amplified by the geography and tall buildings, making the quake feel stronger than it was. They warned that aftershocks of up to magnitude six may occur within the next five days. <laughs> An earthquake rocked Taiwan at 7:05 a.m. on Tuesday. This cashier at an Elan supermarket was startled by the shaking, raising a hand to shield his head. The Central Weather Administration issued an earthquake warning for Elan. The alert went off and everything started shaking. There was a customer, so I just kept attending to her. The ground shook quite violently. I rushed out to check on the store to see if anything fell to the ground. The earthquake's epicenter was located off the coast of Hualien. With a magnitude of 6.2, it is the biggest earthquake recorded in Taiwan so far this year. It was relatively shallow, at just 5.7 kilometers deep. In Ilan, Hualien, New Taipei, and Xinzhou, the earthquake measured three on Taiwan's seven-tier intensity scale. In Taipei, Taidong, Nanto, and Taichung, it was felt at an intensity rating of two. Even in the offshore county of Penghu, the earthquake registered an intensity level of one. The shaking woke up many residents in Greater Taipei. In the Taipei Basin or in taller buildings, the basin. And the buildings resonate with the rocking, making the earthquake feel bigger. Since many people were still sleeping and everything was still quiet, the quake may have been more noticeable. The direction of the seismic waves varies, and each earthquake may result in different intensities of swaying at the same spot. It's all because of the path of the seismic waves. These factors are called seismic site effects. 
On average, Taiwan gets hit with two to three earthquakes with magnitudes of six or above every year. The Tembler on Tuesday was the first one in 2023. So far this year, there have been 24 earthquakes with magnitudes of five and above, which is not far from the yearly average of 25. The CWA says this year's seismic activity is within the normal range. Based on the data we have, we don't rule out the possibility of aftershocks ranging from 5.5 to 6 in magnitude within the next five days. The earthquake was also felt in Japan's Yonaguni Island, where it registered an intensity of three, according to the Japan Meteorological Agency. Even as far as Ishigaki Island, the Tembler reached an intensity of two. Now for a short refresher on earthquake safety. Do you know what it what to do if the earth starts to tremble? Maybe you've been through loads of quake drills. Maybe you have a procedure when you hear a tremor, and maybe you've heard of the popular golden triangle theory about where to hide. Today we go over the basic, uncontroversial advice, which is to get down, cover, and stabilize. We also hear from quake experts to bust some myths. The keys to remember are lowering your center of gravity, protecting your head, and hiding under something stable. When an earthquake siren sounds and the ground starts to shake, there's no time to waste. Many of us aren't sure where to hide to protect ourselves, but these passersby are well informed. I remember what we were taught in school: you need to hide under a solid table and protect your head. Hide under the table or beside a cabinet. There are 36 to 40 thousand earthquakes in Taiwan every year. Only about a thousand are strong enough to notice. Many of us have been going through emergency drills ever since we were children. The drill is always get close to the ground, cover yourself for protection, and when the quake calms down, leave the building while protecting your head. But where to hide is the million-dollar question, and best practice has changed over the years. In the 1999 Jiji earthquake, when the Dongxing Building collapsed in Taipei, the Sun Brothers were trapped inside for many days. When they emerged, they said they had survived because of being next to a fridge and having some fruit to eat. We can only say that they were lucky. But we can't say go and stand by a fridge next time there's an earthquake because in doing so you might be injured. The Golden Triangle theory posits that when a quake begins, you should take cover next to a large piece of furniture in a triangle between a wall and the furniture. Proponents say this space will increase your chances of survival. But earthquakes can cause furniture to move and walls to collapse. Of course, it might not work out as you hope. In some cases, this space could become more dangerous. In general, we recommend that furniture like large cabinets should be fixed to the wall. For larger pieces of furniture these days, we suggest buying an L-shaped bracket to fix it to the wall. If there's an earthquake, they won't move around. Quake experts say the key is to get your center of gravity low to the ground and choose a sturdy piece of furniture to hide under. And do not go to turn off the gas or open the door. Doing that could put you at risk of injury. The principles for best chances are: get down, cover, and stabilize. Tai Power has launched a geothermal power plant in Yilan County with plans for commercial operations at the end of the year. The Renzi Geothermal Power Station will supply 4.7 million kilowatt hours of green energy each year. That's enough to power 1,200 households or two-thirds of Yilan's Datong Township. Tai Power manages a total of nine geothermal projects across Taiwan. The Renzi plant is the second project to launch after the Qingshui plant in 2021. 
According to the Economics Ministry, Taiwan has a vast potential for geothermal energy, estimated at 40 gigawatts. That's comparable to 20 nuclear power plant number twos. Today, we take you to meet Taiwanese fashion model Jian Wanyun. Not only did she walk in Taipei Fashion Week, she is also representing Taiwan at the, at the Asia Finals of the International Supermodel Contest in Kunming in late October. Prior to being a model, Jen was a world-class golfball player who represented Taiwan in tournaments. FTB reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to Jen to discover her unique journey from athlete to the runway. Turning down the runway of Taipei Fashion Week, this is Jen Wanyu. Standing at 170 meters tall, Anne is also the winner of the supermodel category of Taiwan's International Supermodel Contest. She's preparing to represent Taiwan in Kunming for the Asia Final in late October. Regarding the runway aspect of it, elements like the high heels and the posture and the way you walk, those things require a lot of practice. The competition is coming up. I am quite nervous, so I find the time to practice. I am hoping for a good result. Prior to modeling, Jian was a korfball player. She represented Taiwan at the IKF Korfball U23 World Championship in Hungary, where she helped Taiwan secure bronze. When I was in junior high school, there was a korfball at our school. I joined the team out of curiosity. I liked it very much after playing, so I played korfball till college. I have always been involved in sports, even during university and graduate school. A friend suggested that modeling might suit me, so I entered the modeling industry. Many people think that these are two very different things, but in fact, when you put them together, they have a lot in common. When we were in school, we had sports performances. We showcased sports, and it was also a performance. I have been a model for only three years. After graduating from college, she decided to give modeling a try at the suggestion of a friend. Having had no prior experience in modeling, she says she had to work very hard. She taught herself how to pose and walk by watching videos online. She credits some of her success to being an athlete. I can accept the difficulties that come with modeling. I think a good athlete naturally focuses on having a good posture, body management and muscle management. So for me, these demands are quite familiar. When I get up in the morning, I exercise first, then have a controlled diet and then exercise again in the afternoon. I exercise twice a day. I hope to expand my career internationally and will continue to work hard toward that. Now getting ready to represent Taiwan at the International Supermodel Contest, Jen is brimming with hope. Not only does she dream of bringing home gold, she also wants to walk in more fashion events worldwide. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Daya Luen in Taipei. An immigrant from Hong Kong has become a pillar of the rural community on Mantou's Bagua Mountain. Ip Tingting is a former social worker turned horticultural therapist. She and her husband run a herb garden and produce essential oils. Ip is most passionate about working with people, offering events, tours, job opportunities for young people, and training to help others create their own businesses. But moving from Hong Kong to rural Taiwan was not always plain sailing. We go to Nanto to hear the story. A wide horizon ends in far-off mountain peaks. This garden is like an idol in the clouds, cut off from the world. The aromatic herb garden on Nanto's Bagua Mountain was once a secluded spot, but now it's full of the sound of joyful visitors, thanks to Ip Ting Ting's work. 
This is called the herb of youth. It's a Mediterranean plant. Legend has it that when the Empress of Hungary was in her 60s, she used this as a cosmetic, and then she was able to marry a prince in his 20s. The spick and span garden was built brick by brick by Ip's husband Wei Zhenquan. Before they married, the herb garden was used to create essential oils, and visitors were only allowed in on weekends. But when Ip moved to Taiwan in 2017, they opened up the doors of the garden to more visitors. Ip's role is in essential oil sales and events management. But when she first arrived on Bagua Mountain from Hong Kong, it was hard to settle in. It felt like the middle of nowhere. She didn't like the heat, the insects, the cold, the frogs, or any amphibians for that matter. I thought she would find her own way through it. I wasn't too worried that she would find her way. Ip previously worked as a social worker in Hong Kong. When she married Wei and moved to Taiwan, it was hard to find work, and farming didn't suit her. But she found her footing when she qualified as an aromatherapist and horticultural therapist, and took the herb garden to the next level. She's committed to revitalizing the local economy and helps local farmers and women develop business skills. Through purchasing contracts and job opportunities, she's even offered trainings to support others toward financial independence. What I want most now is to train up some young teachers to get them really well trained in a professional knowledge base. I think my skill is helping people. Ip also employs university students in the garden, offering bed and board. We give them an experience of coming to the rural village, and we guide these city youths to go out and serve older people in more remote areas to serve the community. Ip's love of serving and being part of groups has never left her since her days in social work. She wants to take great care of Bagua Mountain, and her own brilliance and commitment are the best assets to her company and the community.